Good morning. Welcome to WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. You are with Artful Living and my name is Jane Cormier, your host today. And we have a pretty fabulous little segment ready for you today. Um, You know, Artful Living absolutely likes to bring forth community performances for our audience, our listening audience. And today we are going to actually be uh, bringing forth two performances, uh, both of them at the Concord Community Music School this month. And uh, our guest today is Liz Fiella who is actually the department chair at Community Music at the Community Concord Community Music School for Folk, Jazz and Popular Music. So we just really want to welcome Liz to our program. Hello Liz. Hello Jean, thank you so much for having me on today. Oh my goodness, this is a pleasure. You know for our listening folks New Hampshire is a very small little community within the the arts and music world. And in talking with Liz this morning, my daughter Catherine and I both, uh, Liz reminded us that we actually met her and her mom about over 20 years ago in Rochester. And how odd that, uh, number one, that you would remember that. God, God bless you. Uh, but number two, you know, that, that uh, it's always so nice when you speak to somebody that you met in the past and you see what they've done. My goodness, she was a, a young, young child when we first met you. And now look at all you are doing. <laughs> well, you know, that's one of the wonderful things about, um, you know, about the New Hampshire community, as you say, and like, the, the musical community as well. It's just, it's very close. It's very familial. People, people know each other. And, um, you know, it's been a joy for me to grow up here and to sort of have, have deep roots here and be able to um, kind of draw on that moving forward and like creating community and, and being part of the music community in New Hampshire. That is so, so swell. Yeah. I, I, I love the story. It's a great story. And, you know, as you were telling me, um, you know, when we were off mic, um, you have quite a history with the Concord Community Music School. And that's always great, great stuff to hear. So tell our audience listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, so the music school has been a part of my life for a very long time. Um, my mom likes to say I uh, came to music school first before I was born because I had <laughs> I had an older brother who was doing um, music and movement classes with music school. So um, I was there when I was uh, when my mom was pregnant with me, and um, I don't know some of that must have stuck <laughs> because um, so I wound up I I just. I always loved music. I picked up piano at five and then fiddle at eight and um, then wound up coming to the music school for lessons all through uh, from when I was about, I think when I was 10 until I graduated high school and Mm. just found a wonderful, um, just home for my music there, sort of a home away from home um, because you know, it wasn't something where I was just going into, uh, you know, one lesson room and just playing all by myself. You know, I certainly could could do that. And, mm. you know, it's <laughs> wonderful to have your personal relationship with your music. But there was also this broader community. Um, you know, I love fiddle, but I also love piano and I also love singing. And I wanted to play, you know, um, music in groups. And I got a chance to be in a chorus. I got a chance to be in an orchestra and... Um, you know, I even, you know, and I, I made all sorts of sort of musical friends at that point and, and found mentors who continued to mentor me musically 
um, into adulthood and through my career so far. Um, so it really was, you know, just a wonderful foundation mm-hmm. um, for my music and a wonderful, a wonderful community. Um, you know, people at the music school really know, you know, there's, there's, there's a sense of closeness and a sense of community and you really know, um, you know, as a, as a folk department, chair and folk and jazz department chair, I also know, you know, the, the string department chair and I can send someone over to classical violin if they want to do that. Or, you know, someone else might say, well, you know, you're really interested in <laughs> fiddle. Maybe you should take some fiddle lessons. And awesome. so there's a lot of cross pollination there, which I, which I love. And um, anyway, so yeah, after, after college, when I was deciding, I really wanted to pursue music um, you know, that was really my passion. Um, I, I wound up just checking in at the music school, seeing if they wanted a fiddle teacher and they, they did. I, um, David Threat, who was then the chair of the folk department, just a wonderful, again, wonderful musical mentor for me, um, took me on to, to help out with some fiddle teaching and it just, kind of blossomed from there. So oh. it, it really felt like coming home. A this lot of great story. I mean, all good <laughs> stuff. Absolutely. So um, I have one thing that keeps being prominent with anybody that we speak with or have on our show from Concord Community Music School. And that mm-hmm. is how, um, how really supportive they are of the concept mm-hmm. of music in the community, arts in the community, and the people in the community. And mm-hmm. you're, a, you're a demonstration of how that works. I mean, you started as a young child, and, and now here you are as a department chair at that school. So kudos yeah. to everyone. Um, so where did you go to college? I went to Dartmouth College in the Upper Valley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, and, yeah, and I actually, when I was there, I was studying history, and I thought I was going to go into journalism. Oh, um, I, so, and I, so this is, this is another kind of full circle experience being on the, <laughs> on the radio. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I really, you know, and I, I, I got a lot of wonderful things out of that um, experience. And I, I did a little bit of um, audio journalism for a while and um, eventually just the pull of my music, you know, I was still, I was still playing and it, it just, it just, I couldn't, say no to it yes. you know and um and so but yeah I went to I went to college in the Upper Valley and I wound up while I was there I wound up connecting with various Irish sessions there's some lovely um Irish musicians up there I went to the contra dances in Norwich um contra dances for those who don't know it's a kind of um social dancing that's very much steeped in the folk tradition and um there are connections with English country dancing and that kind of thing. And uh, it looks a bit like if you've ever seen a Jane Austen movie where there mm-hmm. those long lines and they're dancing. It's a lot like that, but yes. sometimes a bit more boisterous, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is fun. So anyway, I got, I got into that a bit more and um, yeah. And that, that really was, you know, those experiences started to just make me wonder, you know, I think, I think I might need to head in the direction of, of doing this um, more, you know, fully, just mm-hmm. throwing myself into it. Well, so, you yeah. did the right thing. I think that it, it, the story tells itself here as we're talking with you. Um, <laughs> you you sound like a great gal, very charming. And your story, mm-hmm. I think, is um, is profound on, at a time when perhaps community isn't as strong as it might be. 
Yours mm-hmm. is a story of what it can be, and that's mm-hmm. worth everything. Um, mm-hmm. So you know what? When we we're in a we're going to take a break in a bit, but um, mm-hmm. you know what? I really want to try to do maybe in the next segment because uh, my background is in classical music and specifically opera and acting, and sure. I am I admit somewhat ignorant about the Celtic tradition and what what all you know. I have a very uh, preliminary knowledge base about that. And, um, you know, just to give you a little cue up for when we do come back, I would love for you to tell our audience um, perhaps what the difference might be between mm-hmm. Irish and Celtic music, because I, I think that there is a bit of a difference, but I don't know that's ever been really um, where I've really learned what that would be. So I think mm-hmm. our audience would like to learn about that. And then maybe about the um, contribution of the Celtic, you know, music to us and uh, what that would all mean. I think that uh, two of those things would be really important. Um, for those of you that are just joining us, our guest is Liz Fiella, who is the department chair at uh, Concord Community Music School. She's the department chair of folk and jazz and popular music. And uh, she is a New Hampshire resident. She graduated Dartmouth College. And here she is on our show telling us about um, what it is that she does at the Concord Community Music School. Quickly, let me ask you, what what is the best, what do you like the absolute best about your, you know, what you do with Celtic music? What's your favorite? Mm, you know, I love, I love the sense of connection. Um, I think that that's the biggest thing, the, the sort of musical friendships and the bonds that you create with people through music. Um, you know, folk music is very social. It's a social form of music. And, you know, you, you really feel that. Um, really? Very social. Musician. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you think of things like, um, you know, jam sessions, you know, um, and, and you know, very often it's played for dancing, for social dances. There's, you know, there's just this strong sense of kind of collaboration and connection. And like you were saying earlier, I mean, I think that, you know, the, the sense of community is something that, you know, we, we can lose uh far too easily. I think in the modern day, there's so much divisiveness Mm -hmm. and anger and all those things. And I think um, for me, music has always just shown me how we can transcend those things. We can find those those points of connection, no matter what our backgrounds, no matter what our beliefs, no matter what Mm -hmm. our, um, our politics. So that is for me the key thing. I think that's the key thing. I think that's great. Okay, so we're going to take a little break here at WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Artful Living. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Artful Living. This is Jane Cormier, your host today. And uh, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and of course 101.9 FM in Manchester. Uh, Our guest today is a gal from New Hampshire, her name is Liz Fiella, and uh, she's joining us. And in this segment, Liz is going to educate myself uh, about the contributions of Celtic music and perhaps uh, the differences between Irish versus Celtic music. Are they the same or not? So, uh, Liz, I'm going to take notes. You're on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This is a big task representing the entire uh, <laughs> I know, community huh? on this. But, no, this is a great, this is a really interesting question because I think a lot of the time people, you know, um, 
people kind of lump a lot of folk music together, and particularly sort of in the in the Celtic tradition. I would say there, you know. Celtic music is sort of a broader category that I would say includes Irish music. So, um, you know, Irish music very specifically, um, you know, I, I think of that as, well, actually, let me talk about Celtic music as a broader thing first. So, um, that would include things like Scottish music and Irish music. And then there are also, there's music from other places that, um, has a lot of Celtic elements, have a lot of Celtic elements to, um, to that, those musical forms. So sometimes, you know, Cape Breton music has, um, a lot of Celtic elements. Um, there's music from Brittany, which is, um, also really, uh, you know, has, has Celtic qualities to it. And, um, what it often comes down to, there, there are various things, but there are, there are particular kinds of, dances that the music was written for. So there are hornpipes, there are jigs, there are reels. Um, and those, you can find them in a lot of different forms of Celtic music. Um, and then there's the ornamentation and sort of the the style in which the music is played. So you might hear, um, you know, there's something uh, in, in Irish music called a roll, where you have these very quick grace notes. And a lot of the time, the ornamentation sort of um, is reminiscent of how the music might have sounded on on the pipes, which are a very mm-hmm. old form of, of um, or, or an instrument that was often used in Irish music for, you know, many, many, many years. And mm-hmm. um, so a lot of the time on the fiddle, sometimes what I'm trying to do really is sort of emulate the sound of the pipes. And you, that, that can be what... Um, what kind of comes across as sounding Celtic to people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also bowing. So, um, you know, very often in traditional Celtic music, bowings, um, so those kind, the notes that you slur together in one bow versus the notes that you play separately with a little bit more distinction to them, mm-hmm. um, those are chosen, uh, you know, basically that the musician themselves can, has a lot of flexibility in that. Um, so that also kind of can emphasize different notes and give the music a sort of, uh, emphasis and groove that is very danceable and fun to listen to. And, um, that is, that can, that is another stylistic thing. And then I would just say the form of transmitting the music, it, it's often taught by ear. And that's another kind of unique thing about Celtic music as a whole is, it's very often transmitted, um, you know, through sessions where people just get together, they're playing tunes and they're learning tunes often from one another. They basically just think, okay, here are all the real, you know, just a bunch of tunes that we know in common and they play those tunes. Wow. And sometimes you come across one that you've never heard before. Wow, that's you, cool. You I did not know up. that. So, so, but they yeah. must have some sort of a, a sense of key, right? I'm, yes. So where yeah. so they they are literate with regard to what the key of the song would be in I would assume. Yes, and that's yes, that is um you know it's, it's interesting in folk music there is I would say as a general rule less emphasis on music theory. People generally do, you know, often do know the key of the tune that they're playing, but yeah. sometimes they don't. Sometimes they kind of just know how it goes. Wow, is that <laughs> and, okay. Um, <laughs> Very cool. And you know, so you know, as a as a musician, you know, I took a lot of classical. I took some classical violin as well as 
um, folk. And so I, I definitely try, you know, with my, I can see the value for sure in my students understanding some music theory and, um, understanding, you know, concepts like, like key and being able to read sheet music rather than just learn by ear. I can see the value in all of that. Mm -hmm. So I do kind of go with, you know, generally offering both. Yes. But in the tradition, it's, it's much more, I would say, um, you know, a tradition in which you you hear things and emulate them, and yeah. that's that's kind of a a general that's um, very aspect cool. of Celtic. It's actually community, right? I mean, yes, like you said, absolutely. <laughs> it relies community. on that community, and I think that is the thing. You're, you know, um, and and it's mutual teaching as well. I think you know, I I find myself in a lot of situations where. If I'm in a session, I'm teaching a tune, and then someone's teaching me a tune, and there's this sense of sort of respect for one another and um, sure. and, and, and picking things up from one another. Yeah, playing um, together. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Can I? So, yeah. so let's just go back when um, the question was: is you know what was Irish versus Celtic, and what you've said is Celtic yeah. music is just the yeah. broader category, whereas the nationality, like Irish or Scottish or Wales, yeah. whatever, is within that category. That's right. And yes, so Irish music, if you're listening to an Irish fiddler, it might take a lot of listening um, before you start to recognize how Irish fiddling sounds distinct from something like Scottish fiddling. Um, But it is distinct and it does have different qualities. And, um, and, you know, then even within Irish music, there are Mm -hmm. different, you know, regions where, you know, oh, you might be more of a Donegal fiddler or more of a, you know, Clare fiddler. So there are different different regional sounds. But um, it really comes down to sort of the ornamentation of the bowing. I find my style of Irish music tends to be a little a little bit smoother, I would say, um, than a lot of Scottish fiddling. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, it's, that's kind of a general category, but if you're listening to it, you can kind of hear those, sure. those differences. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, so I've tended in the direction of Irish music, but I think one of the wonderful things about New England is we're such a wonderful mishmash of music from Canada and music from Scotland and right. music from, you know, <laughs> Appalachia even has come back this way and, you know, English folk music. And so thankfully I've gotten exposure to all those different things, sure. which has been a lot of fun. I would assume so, yeah. all that rich, you know, blending is a, is a plus, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the artist can sort of define for themselves what speaks mm-hmm. to them the most, and that's what, what they'll share with their audience. So I think it's it's a great thing. Um, yeah. You know what? I want to make sure that our audience knows that uh, today at 1210, um, March 2nd, of course, and uh, we are going to be having the Bach Lunch Lecture, The Guitar in Irish Music, Influences and Evolutions. And this is part mm-hmm. of the Cocker Community Music School's Bach Lunch Lecture. Um, mm-hmm. So that's happening today. So uh, how long does that lecture usually st- start? I mean, how long is it usually? So it goes from 1210 to 1250. And the idea of that is really just so that, you know, if you want to if you want to get back, go, come from work and get back to work in Concord, it's an easy, you know, an easy little uh, thing to fit in in the middle of your day. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that'll be uh, Dan Fiella, who's actually my brother, ah. um, and he is going to be giving the talk uh, on just on the the evolution of Irish guitar, 
um, and how that has come into use in, in traditional Irish music. And um, I anticipate being there to jump up and help him demonstrate a few things by playing along on the fiddle. So he's awesome. an accompanist who has played all over the place. And um, so he will be talking a little bit about about that and just how how the guitar has made its way into Irish music. Awesome. So, yeah. so everybody has to understand that when you have 30 or 40 minutes that you can just take off from your lunch hour and go over to the community music school and and uh, take advantage of these little mm-hmm. mini concerts, what better way is there to make your day a happy one? I mean, I've always thought the lunch lecture was a great idea. Great idea. Yeah. Right downtown, close to downtown. And uh, so if anybody has a desire, March 2nd, 1210, go right to the Concord Community Music School. And in their um, recital hall, I believe, they have this wonderful opportunity for these concerts. So that will be the guitar in Irish music. Now, on the very next week, March 9th, we have mm-hmm. a Celtic celebration, which I believe you're going to be heading up. And uh, tell us about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So this is a true collaboration. This is going to be me along with um, three other faculty members at the music school. So Dan will be coming back, my brother on guitar, and then Audrey Buddington and Jordan Cho-Waisaki on fiddle. And they're both um, just really, truly remarkable fiddlers and very improvisational, which is really fun. They, I mean, I would say they, um, you know, they they really are creative in their in their fiddling styles and so it's so much fun to all play together we all kind of grew up in this area and it's always great to work together on something like this absolutely well you know what? we're going to take a little break when we come back on the other side let's talk a little bit more about your um concert that's coming up jane Comier, art for living wkxl 1450 a.m 103.9 fm concord and 101.9 fm in manchester we will be right back Hello, we're back here. Jane Cormier, your host for Art for Living, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And on today's program, uh, we are speaking with Liz Fiella from the Concord Community Music School. And there are a couple of concerts coming up that you want to know about it right today at 1210. Uh, there is a concert with, with, I guess, Liz's brother. Um, who will be Dan, who will be playing um, a program, I guess, traditional music for guitar. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. So he's going to be giving a, a lecture on, on guitar in Irish music, which um, there's actually a lot to say about that. So he'll also be talking a little bit about all the influences that have gone into that awesome. from the Greek instrument, the bazooki, to Delta Blues and all kinds of good stuff. Awesome, so, yeah. awesome, awesome. And, of course, the very next week on March 9th, 1210 at the Concord Community Music School, you will be heading up a Celtic celebration, a flurry of folk tunes from a living tradition. So uh, we, we sort of talked a very briefly about it in the last segment, but let's talk a little bit more about our concert, your concert that will be coming up March 9th. Yeah, so this is just, this is always wonderful for me. I, I grew up actually watching Jordan Terrell Wysocki, who's going to be one of the fillers joining us for that. Oh, um, my. Watching him, com- uh, have, watching him compete at the, um, at, there were these 
fiddle contest locally. And I just, I remember seeing him compete and I thought, wow, I want to be like Jordan. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and now I get to play a concert with him. And then, um, you know, Dan and I, of course, my brother and I, we've been playing together uh, for many, many years. And we, which has been, you know, we're, we're a musical duo and, and really have, enjoyed that so much and um believe it or not even you know sibling you know sibling duos that can be a challenge but thankfully it's actually been a real a real blessing to us i would say and then um and then audrey buddington who's going to be on fiddle as well she is just this phenomenal um really multi-genre fiddler she's she's done stuff with jazz she's uh done classical and she just always amazes me with her um, improvisational flair, really. I mean, you know, I, as an Irish fiddler, Irish fiddlers very often sort of stick to the melody. And I'm, I'm one of those people. I, I don't do major variations. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Audrey, when, when we perform together, it's almost this fiddle orchestra where Audrey is playing all these, you know, beautiful cool. improvisations <laughs> and harmonies. Jordan's doing all sorts of cool things as well. Just he's he's also you know got a very wide range of musical experience. And anyway, the the four of us together, we just have a blast. And it's always you know it's it's partially planned, but we leave a lot of room for um, for the the sort of inspiration of the moment. Improvisation. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is really fun, and I love. That's actually one of the things I love about folk music: just that flexibility and kind of playfulness. And so, um, yeah, so that is going to be a great time. Yeah, and I would I would say you know um, you mentioned I'd be heading it up, and I I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's all four of us somehow wind up being (laughs) being in charge (laughs) together, which is a lot of fun. Well, it's a wonderful way to celebrate upcoming Patrick St. Patrick's Day. So. Um, Absolutely. You know, the uh, little blurb that you have on your site says, join us for a Celtic jamboree uh, yeah. on, Mar- on March 9th. And uh, yeah. it certainly sounds like that's what it will be. Uh, for anyone yeah. that does not know, the Bach lunch programs are free and they're open to the public and they, they all take place between 1210 and 1250 on the first mm-hmm. and second Thursdays of each month, October through May. And uh, wonderful way to support the community and to help community come on in and hear live music, or you know, mm-hmm. it's it's important to have that because we're we're getting further and further away from getting together to hear or perform or experience music together. Uh, mm-hmm. So when we have the opportunity, we should jump at the chance. I completely agree. I think you know, it was the pandemic. I know it was hard in so so many ways, and I think for. Folk musicians, one of the ways in which it was really challenging was just, you know, we, we, many of us kind of have built our lives around this social musical experience, mm-hmm. you know, and, and live music, um, it just has a different feel to it. I don't know if you've had this experience where, you know, you might not necessarily connect with a kind of a particular form of music, and then you go see a concert in person, and it just strikes you in this new way, and you become a fan of that type of music, yeah. or you become a fan of that band, or whatever it is. I have I have had that happen so much, you know, that I there, there might be even an instrument that I wasn't entirely sure about, and then I go to hear, you know, to hear a concert of it, and I just think, wow, um, that was... That that was really inspiring, and then I can't stop listening to it. So, um, 
Very true. I think it it just opens us up to new to new experience, creative experiences, new experiences of beauty. Um, and I'm so glad that we're getting back to that. Yeah. I'm just so glad. I yeah. love it. I think it's awesome. You know, um, in in terms of what you were just speaking about, about live performances, um, it's kind of interesting. I have quite a few of youth that I work with with regard to opera. Right? I have a little mm-hmm. youth opera that I run. And mm-hmm. uh, certainly, what are we, 25, 30 years of teaching, um, you know, operatic technique for lack of a better phrase. And mm-hmm. I am amazed even at conservatory students that have not yet really um, felt what you're talking about. For me, it's a different little bit of a, it's probably very similar to what you're saying, that they are performing live, but they right. almost never go or very rarely go to see what they're doing live. Uh, yeah. For instance, to go and watch an, a full opera live and it it makes a huge difference it makes a huge difference in how that performer will present their their production but for the lay folk that that on the surface say oh you know i don't like opera i don't like opera uh Mm -hmm. almost never have seen one live yeah and you know what there is an energy there is a you can't define it you can't necessarily put your finger on it but there is an energy that happens on the stage or in the music hall when live performing happens. And for, yeah. for those that experience that, it can change the reception of what they're hearing or experiencing tremendously. And I think that's what you're talking about. You know, we, even if you kind of like something, once you go to see it live, it can. It can have the possibility of dimensionally changing even what you liked about it. <laughs> um, so. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Very yeah. important. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I, I've just seen that, you know, with with students having a live experience, you know, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes it's, it takes that for them to really see what their goals are musically, too. Correct. You know, some of my students just to see, you know, to experience something like that, see what they're aiming for. And they're not, you know, then it's rather than aiming for, oh, I'm going to, you know, get this much practicing done, or I'm going to, you know, just kind of get by, it becomes, wow, I want to be part of that. You know, I want to create that. And um, it does amaze me, like you say, when when people don't um, have that experience, you know, that where where they're, they're studying music, but they're not enjoying you know they're not getting giving themselves the opportunity to just sit and absorb the beauty of the music and and then as a result of that be able to kind of share Mm -hmm. that through their music and I think that's um something that I really want to encourage in my own students and I need to do that too I find you know sometimes (laughs) I spend all this time you know I spend a lot of time teaching and a lot of time performing and I, I love doing that but then when I go to a performance, um, I just did this last, in, in December, I just remember going to this one particular Irish music performance and just sitting back and thinking, this reminds me of everything I value in yes, life. absolutely. <laughs> you know, just that, that experience allows me to then give to others, absolutely. you know, in, through my music. So, absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that uh, we've hit on a very key, key thing in the performing arts in general. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, while we might be working hard to perfect our own personal 
um, musical journey, right? Mm -hmm. The whole journey is incomplete if you as the performer are not learning how others receive it and therefore be able to incorporate what you learn on that side with what you're doing on the stage or, you know, playing. It's it's invaluable. And if we don't mm-hmm. have that, you can see. If that doesn't happen, I can always tell the singers that come to me that haven't had that experience. You can tell. Mm-hmm. I don't care what degree they have. I don't care mm-hmm. what their resume says, how much they've performed. There right. is a dimension that is visible to me in, in hearing and looking that shows that they haven't had that experience yet and it is very important especially for great great performers they have to be able to do that so absolutely yeah i love that (laughs) (laughs) well i am with liz faella here on art for living and we're going to take a little break and come up on the other side with uh we're going to go over some more performance information wkxl 1450 a.m 103.9 fm concord and 101.9 fm in manchester we shall be right back And we are back here at WKXL, Art for Living. Jane Cormier, your host, here at WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And don't forget, if you happen to miss one of our shows, they are all available at NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. So today's guest is Liz Fiella, who is the department chair for folk music at the Concord Community Music School. And uh, Liz is going to be taking part in a couple of upcoming productions, or I should say concerts. I'm an opera singer. What can I say? And uh, (laughs) these performances are on March 2nd today, the first one, 1210, at the Concord Community Music School for a Bach lunch concert so they can enjoy a Celtic celebration. Um, oh, wait a minute. That's that's the ninth. So what is what is the, the second call? Do you know? That's right. So the second is um, it's going to be the guitar in Irish music, there influences and evolution. So that's both right. of them are going to be upcoming St. Patrick's Day themes. Love that. Mm-hmm. So the first mm-hmm. March 2nd is guitar music. And then um, we will have the second concert, March 9th, 1210. And that is a Celtic celebration, a flurry of folk tunes from a living tradition, which was really a good good theme on what we talked about in the last section here, segment of, yeah. our, of, our, of yeah. our little interview. But um, Liz, so you have told us a little bit about how you came up through Conquer Community Music School and um, how you taught there and now you're department head and you're very, you know, you're very active with regard to your own student base. Um, Mm -hmm. I asked you a little bit about, uh, you know, about the difference between, um, you know, Irish music as compared to Celtic music. And of course, you educated us in that Celtic is the broader category in which all the other forms of music fit in. Can you just tell me a little bit about the difference between uh, fiddle music that you called fiddle music and classical violin music? What would be some differences that our audience could learn about? Yeah, and this is a great question. Um, You know, a lot of people, one of the biggest, one (laughs) one of the FAQs I get asked as a fiddler is um, what's the difference between a fiddle and a violin? 
And really, the difference is just the music. I mean, it, primarily, it is the music you're playing on it, and then the style of that music. So the instrument itself, it, for the most part, you know, it's the same, uh-huh. a violin and a fiddle. <laughs> um, and it's kind of a, you know, that that sometimes you know, it's very surprising to people because they can sound sure. very, they're very different. But why would um, they know that? They wouldn't know that if they've not violinists or musicians, right? So I exactly. think it's really a good point. It is, yes. And I, you know, so classical music and, and violin music, you might think about something like Bach or Beethoven or Mozart. Um, and I've gotten to experience playing classical music on my violin and that when I do that I call it a violin and then when I play when I play jigs and reels and um and that sort of thing and things from the Irish tradition Scottish tradition Cape Breton um New England contradance tradition then I'm calling it a fiddle um and (laughs) the that is so I get to be both I get to I get to both fiddler and a violinist which is a lot of fun and I think you know there are um the, the lines are somewhat fuzzy, but I would say, as a general rule, classical music, um, you know, very often classical musicians use, um, make a lot, use, use sheet music, they learn music theory, they, you know, are focused on, on reading music and that kind of thing, and then they, and interpreting that, that music as written. Whereas in the, in the fiddling and folk tradition, there's more of an emphasis on that learning by ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a lot of, there's a lot of flexibility in, I mean, there there is flexibility in classical music, but I think in a different way in folk music. In folk music, very often tunes are sort of malleable. So, you know, I might have one way of playing this particular reel and somebody else has a different way of playing it. Right. Um, and, you know, we also are applying a, a lot of ornamentation, a lot of variation, a lot of our own bowing styles. Um, you could play the same tune in many very distinctive um, styles from from different uh, areas of the world and and that sort of thing. And so, you know, and and it's hard for me to speak entirely to how different that is from classical music because I'm much more familiar with folk music. But in my personal experience, it's folk music is a an extremely malleable tradition and there's a lot of variation, a lot of personal um, choice in terms of, of bowing ornamentation and variation. Sure. Um, and it's also the environment in which it's played. I mean, classical music is very often uh, more performance oriented, um, whereas um, folk music is much more, as I say, kind of a social uh, music sure. and, and I would say though you know I've been learning a bit more about this but it seems like classical music music possibly in the past was more social yes, it than, than it is now and um, I'd love to see a return to that because I think that that you know the idea of people standing around the piano you know singing madrigals together mm-hmm. after dinner um, at a party I think that's wonderful yeah. and I think we could use more of that or just chamber music for fun yes I'm, w- <laughs> I'm with you 100 percent I do believe the traditional the you know the quote traditional requirements between the art forms are what distinguish you know between the mm-hmm. two and mm-hmm. it's without a doubt I think I think anyway in the little bit that I've read about it or heard about it that the folk quality of the dance um the Mm. energetic quality of that music um is you know central 
in, in yes. Irish music, whereas that boisterousness, per se, <laughs> although, you know what, the waltz, at the time when the waltz from Johann Strauss was the second, especially, um, mm-hmm. was the height of culture and music enjoyment, all of that was extremely community extremely mm. community i mean yeah. to be able to go out together you got dressed up you danced you danced all night you know right. to this rather boisterous music whether it was polka or waltz um so you're right in in the in the past we were much more even in the i think the, the classical genre much more quote community than we mm. are now where we kind of sit and listen to, mm. to music whereas i think in in what the music you're talking about in the Celtic music, you feel it or you experience it in a different way right now. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, um, yeah, and I think what you said about dance is, is really key that that definitely plays a role. You know, I'm often with my fiddling, I'm, I'm often thinking like, is would this be fun to dance to? Even if people aren't going to be dancing to it, <laughs> I am thinking about that because that actually makes it more fun, I find, a lot of fun to listen to. You know, the rhythm is really key and the, mm-hmm. the way that you approach um, emphasis and bowing and, and uh, that kind of thing. But I will say on the on the community side of things, and just, you know, how I, I think that, you know, classically, the music school has really embraced the idea of, of community through all these different sorts of music. So, you know, we have had all kinds of jazz ensembles. Right now, there's um, uh, something called the New Horizons Ensemble for people to participate in. There's a rock group, there are, you know, folk music groups, folk ensembles, and um, I teach a class on on helping people learn how to play at jam sessions in, in folk music. So I feel like in the, at the music school, one of the, <laughs> one of the things we're trying to do really is help people in any genre of music connect with other people who do that and mm-hmm. do this in a social way, which I think is something, yeah, like, like you said, that that's something that used to be such a strong element in, um, in classical music. And it would be wonderful for that to kind of have a revival. I, you know, yes. and I, I think, I think it would be great for more people to engage in music in that way. I totally um, agree with you. Yeah, over the past years, I've always tried to institute when I had a little opera company that I, I used to run uh, salon series. And what the salon series was to put together very small programs that could go anywhere uh, to mm. sort of go with what they would do you know, in the 1800s, um, to bring classical music, you know, small genre of it, classical music, song music, uh, to yeah. the public, you know, and it was the same idea, you know. I, I think it's a lot harder for people to yeah. embrace that a little bit more than, than like, you, your Celtic music, which is mm-hmm. a little bit, I think, more accessible uh, to mm-hmm. maybe the listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I you know for for whatever reason I think I think that does seem to be the way people respond to it. Um, you know, but I think that's also sometimes kind of a a perception thing and like you said, I think um, you know, very often all people need is one live experience right. of of that music and they they do find that that oh, I actually love this. Yeah. Um, so I I love to see that you know i i think that's um that is just such a a great thing when that can happen and um yeah 
absolutely. So listen, yeah. let's make sure we go over again in case uh, we have listeners that have joined us late in the program. Our guest is uh, Liz Fiella, and she's from the Concord Community Music School. And we want to let everybody know that today... 1210 to 1250 is a the guitar in Irish music concert at the at the music school and that on March 9th 1210 uh, a par- part of the box lunch concert series which is what the school puts on um, is Celtic the Celtic celebration of flurry of folk tunes from a living tradition so those two concerts celebrate upcoming St. Patrick's Day they are free you just show up you don't have to, you know, sign up or do anything, and uh, you can have some, you can have a wonderful experience with this. Yeah, I hope you come. Yeah, It'll be fun. They should come. <laughs> Liz, thank you so much for being with us on Artful Living. You've been a delightful guest. And uh, oh, all the best you. with your musical adventures. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Jane. Best. Okay, this is WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Thank you for being with us.